Hi, welcome to Popcorn Takes, a pop culture podcast on movies, media, books, etc. I'm Marsha. And I'm Mike. And today we are talking about episodes 5 through 8 of Jury Duty 2023. Um, uh, Where we last left off, we had gone through episodes 1 through 4. So, if you did not listen to that episode, you might be confused. Also, heads up. We are definitely going to have spoilers. Um, I I would say that the last four episodes were better than the first four episodes for me. What about for you? I would say I was about to say. Okay. It I, still didn't rank above a three popcorn for me. No, I would I would agree. I think after watching it, I would say it's about a three. It's a, it's a good watch. It's an entertaining watch. But I did not capture the magic that so many seem to think this show yeah. puts out there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All I right. Agree. Um, let's go ahead and start with episode five. Noah is hungover. The crew has, uh, they went to Margaritaville when we last left off and Noah got really drunk and broke up with his girlfriend and threw By up, accident. And threw up outside of the bus on the way home. Yeah. They are, or back to the hotel not home um so noah is hungover ronald loves the movie sex drive with james marston and <laughs> brings in a dvd and asks him to sign it that he ordered i think yes or no wait i think the thought behind that was they could bring one thing with them. they asked if they wanted whatever they wanted they would get for them and he asked for that so oh. that james masterson could sign it so so, uh, since James, or since Ronald asked James for a favor to sign his DVD, now James has asked Ronald for a favor, and he wants Ronald to help him tape his, uh, what, what would you call that? His... To read his lines Audition with him. tape or whatever? Yeah, yeah, to tape, to read lines with him for an audition. Read lines, and also he wants him to record it, too. Right. So... Noah uh, regrets breaking up with Heidi and because Noah now knows that he broke up with Heidi. He didn't, he was unaware, but then right. he, he, he knows now and he was regretful. Ronald in this scene is wearing a Rick and Morty t-shirt. And yeah. this is my only indication so far of his character that I'm not sure <laughs> about his character. You don't like Rick and Morty? Um, it's not that I don't like Rick and Morty. I've actually never seen any Rick and Morty. Really? But the trope on the internet is that there's a certain type of dude that likes Rick and Morty. And they're not usually good dudes. (laughs) So... That's the trope. Apologies to any of our friend group watching this that I know there are many that love Rick and Morty. I know them as well, (laughs) but I'm just saying what the internet trope is, okay? Okay. That's all I'm saying. I'm not aware of the trope. What's the trope? I've already told you that there's a certain type of guy that watches Rick and Morty. What type of guy? I don't even watch the show, so how am I going to explain to you what type Uh, of guy? I don't know. Okay. But I it's a specific it was... type of guy. Okay. Like a stoner? I don't know. It would confused. be like the same type of guy that, that would tell you that... Well, maybe not the same type of guy. But it would be like trying to explain to somebody why a guy that says that Fight Club is his favorite movie of all time is a 
strange type of fellow. Okay. I don't quite follow him, but all right. All right, okay. let's get Well, never mind then. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, Trevor's mother says that she can't hold down a job. Oh, I'm sorry. We're, we're back at the trial now, and Trevor's back uh, trying to defend himself. And Trevor's mother is on the stand, and she says that Trevor uh, cannot hold down a job and that he smokes a lot of weed. So this is not good for his character <laughs> during this uh, part of the trial. Yeah, it hits the title, Ineffective Assistance, the episode title. It, it's pretty much just him getting just maligned by everybody that's supposed to be right. in his corner. Uh, also, I made a, a note, and I, I said something to Mike during the episode Trevor's mother in this episode does not look old enough to be Trevor's mother. <laughs> no. She looks like she's maybe 10 years older than him. So I was very confused by yeah. this. So the defendant's lawyer, so Trevor's lawyer starts to trash him. And we don't get to see where his line of reasoning was going. But Trevor gets upset and says, no. I want to defend myself. I no longer want this guy to defend me. I want to defend myself. And so he's allowed to. Yeah. So my only guess on the... I mean, obviously they were setting up this lawyer to to look like he was a terrible lawyer the entire time. But my only guess would have been that he was trying to say that the plaintiff could not have been a very good employer if they didn't recognize that Trevor was a deadbeat and yeah. smoked a lot of weed. Yeah. So if you hire people that are not very capable, what kind of manager, what kind of owner are you? Right. So, but he doesn't get that far because Trevor stops. <laughs> and we don't know if he would, he would, he would even have gotten to that point at all. That was just my only thought as, as to what that line of thinking could have been from the lawyer. Yeah. So, oh, I just have I I just have a note in here that says I hate this romance storyline. So I guess the Noah and Jeannie storyline. Yes, this was the one where they did the uh, quote unquote soaking with James Marsden. Oh, this was that one. Oh yes. Okay. So Ronald helps to kind of be the wingman for for uh, Noah, so that because he recognizes that. Jeannie obviously has had a crush on Noah this entire time, so he's trying to help uh, Noah have relations. I guess we're supposed to believe that Noah is Mormon. Again, they never outright say it, but but Noah is not supposed to be having sex. So instead, he specifically asks uh, Ronald if he will help Ronald have sex with Jeannie, but not have sex with her but soak, which means that he will... How graphic are we getting here? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think people can have the Google machine if they want to go okay. any further, but... Well, he wants Ronald to be the jumper in the soaking situation, <laughs> and Ronald declines, but James Marsden accepts. So that is the end of our episode. <laughs> yeah. Then... 
Jeannie and Noah are just chilling at this point in time for episode six. And Ronald has given Todd a makeover. Well, Ronald and some of the other people have given Todd a makeover. But they go and they help him get new clothes so he looks a little bit cooler. And then Vanessa helps him do his hair. Yeah. Which looks a little crazy, but whatever, Vanessa. And... uh, Trevor is still representing himself in the court. He starts running back and forth to the stand and, and to, the, def- yeah, to the defense funny. to question himself. And then the judge finally says, stop that. This isn't the movie Bananas. <laughs> I've never seen the movie I, Bananas. Yeah, yeah well, I'm assuming it was a courtroom drama or like a comedy, a courtroom comedy, probably. And... Uh, Oh, uh, Trevor tries to submit photos that he, but he's told he can't use them because his lawyer never submitted them to the court. So just another area where his lawyer was inept. And then, uh, we find out that Ken likes gambling and that he's got this Korean board game that he's playing with Ronald. And he, they, they're betting like $20 on this Korean board Now, we game. found out later that's a made-up game, right? Yes. It's not an actual... Yes, the game is completely made up. And I figured it was made up, but also part of the reason why I figured it was made up was because the rules continuously changed. So it was one of those things where, like, obviously it was made up. But yeah. so uh, we discover that... Ken has lost money to Ronald and he he owes Ronald ten thousand dollars now. And yeah. Ronald is like, no way, dude. I this I was just playing around. I you do not owe me that money. We're like right. I I didn't even want to put money on it to Yeah, they were like, they, we're, he we're thought not, they were just like penny betting or something like that. Yeah. And all of a sudden he hits jackpot. <laughs> so um at this point in town, uh Oh, so we go back to the courtroom and Trevor is not prepared for his closing statement. And at this point, Ronald says, this literally feels like reality TV. And I thought some of the characters were going to break when he said that. Yeah. It was, uh, so James gets a call from his agent and his agent says that they loved him. And so he puts the call on speaker and then she tells him they loved him, but they're going a different direction. You did not get the part. <laughs> so now he's super embarrassed because uh, not only did he not get the part, he also put the call on speaker for everyone to hear that he's not getting the part. Yeah. And uh, Jeannie is wearing a crop top in court that day, which um, I don't know if the courts in California are different. Probably so. But you, as a juror, would not be allowed to wear a crop top to court where we live. Really? Do they have a dress code? I have no idea. Is there they code? don't have, I don't know if they have a per se dress code, but you're told in, during jury duty to look presentable. Gotcha. You know, I mean, you... You're supposed to dress as if you're going to work or whatever. And I guess it depends on what kind of work you do. But <laughs> um, so, you know, I, that's how when I did jury duty, I the first couple of days I did wear slacks and everything with, you know, to, 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 to court. 
But then after a couple of days, I realized nobody else was dressed as nice. So I still wore like a nice blouse, but then I'd wear jeans instead because- Makes sense. Why not? I mean, nice jeans. Yeah. Not like ripped up jeans or anything. Well, that's the style with the whole. Well, I mean, I love a good pair of ripped jeans, but <laughs> I'm not wearing them with a nice like work blouse. Gotcha. Anyways, uh, so that, Basically, I can't tell. I don't like Jeannie's character at all. I just don't like her. I don't like... I don't like that she kind of... Like... What is the word that I'm looking for? She she doesn't... I don't know. She, she sits there and says that she wants to corrupt Noah. She sits there and she wears a crop top to court. I, I just... She answered her door in a bikini top when Ronald and Noah came to her room to see if she wanted to hang out. It just, it's just, meh. It, I just don't like her. I wouldn't like, if, if she was a real person, I would not probably get along with her. Really? Yeah. Well, you don't find that to be just a smidge judgy? Maybe. Maybe. I've never said it wasn't judgy. <laughs> we have a whole podcast talking about our opinions on pop culture. Fair enough. So not, yeah. I, I, she, she, I think that was part of the, uh, part of the character she was supposed to portray was to be a little bit sort of, I don't, trailer parky. Yeah. If if that's the right way to put it, sort of, you know. I don't know if they have trailer parks in California. I sure they do. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's also Ross's birthday and they, um, they decide to, oh, what happens? Oh, he's <laughs> apparently when James took that call or maybe it wasn't when he took that call. Maybe I think it was apparently he was taking the call on one of the bailiff's phones because yeah. they're not supposed to have their phones. And so when he got angry, he threw his phone into the trash. But oh, it wasn't yeah. it was his phone, it was the bailiff's phone. <laughs> Anyways. And it's interesting how they kind of push this through the party scene here. You know, because James is mad he didn't get the part. He trashes the birthday cake. Yes. And he's They set up a party for, J for Ross's birthday. And James Marsden comes in and flips the cake because he thinks that they're throwing him a literal pity party. Yeah. And I'm very confused because nobody in the history of nobody has ever thrown a literal pity party. Yeah, that's kind of one of those things where it, it was, I think they were maybe stretching a little bit of the, of the reality of the situation because, you know, he, he went, he's... His character is pretty chill and nice all the way through this, right? I mean, there's some awkward moments and some what moments, but for the most part, you know, he's seen as what you know. While while being this big star, he you know he's sort of a common you know he's picked up tabs for the group and different things before. This is sort of the first time you sort of see him have sort of this prima donna celebrity. What's interesting to me about that is. Is it a situation where they felt like they needed James Marsden's character not to go full Hollywood actor, arrogant snob? Or was it a situation where James was uncomfortable doing it? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think it might be uncomfortable do going that far with a character when 
the other person involved is not aware that it's a character. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I think it's a bit different with actors being as monstrous as they want to be around everybody who knows it's just an, a character versus somebody who might not know. Well, and even in the later episode with this, so they don't show it in this one, but he brings back another cake after he messes up the cake because yes. he feels bad because they got to try to balance. You're spoiling all of our episode eight Am behind I? the scenes. Oh, stuff. okay. Sorry. I'll stop. I'll... Spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> so, but yes. Uh, then we also find out that Ross seems fine with the ruined cake. Like, Ross comes up and they've tried to make the ruined cake look as nice as possible and he's fine with it. He's just really chill. Yeah. And then, apparently, Ross's wife comes by the party but leaves abruptly. And then Ross admits to everyone that he's been separated from his wife for eight months. So that's why she didn't really want to come to the party and it was really awkward. And they contacted her because they had no idea he was separated and they wanted to make sure that he got to spend some time with his wife on his birthday. Yeah. So and then is that supposed to be like some big secret that he has to apologize for? Which is very strange because it's like, this is just jury duty. Like you don't have to know everybody's entire life and all their personal details of everything. It was just... Well, I think they're building it to the plot point in Deliberations where he doesn't want to end it, right? Right, they are. So, sort of the beginning of that story arc for his character. But I did, I just... But they, he acted like he was very sorry for lying to everybody. And I thought that was kind of a strange... Yeah. Anyway, so... We get back to the trial. Trevor has a closing argument, and he tries to say that the chemical fumes caused his accident. And he sa- he's allowed to say these because it's his final statement. He doesn't have to show any proof or whatever. He says he wants to do more with his life. Uh, he's ready to kind of... This has kind of been a wake-up call for him. He's ready to get his life on track. Mm. And... Jack... Jack <laughs> Jacqueline, Jacquee, uh, she gets to do her closing statement after Trevor, and she basically pulls a, oh my gosh, what is that girl's name from Mean Girls? Um, not Regina George, her, her little, oh my goodness. She's played by Lacey Chabert, I can't say her name, Chabert, Chabert, anyways. She pulls one of those because she goes up there and says that she got bullied for being rich and tall and thin, <laughs> which is exactly like the character from Mean Girls who goes, I can't help it if everybody's jealous of me. <laughs> uh, I think the character is, I looked it up, it's Gretchen. Gretchen Wiener. Gret- yeah. <laughs> everybody's Wieners? mean. Yes. Yeah. I guess that's how you say it. Played by Lacey Chabert. Lacey Chabert. Okay. Uh, so, the jurors do not like her attitude in the closing statement. And Man, Lindsay Lohan has not aged well. Okay, all right. <laughs> Come on, that's another tangent. Thank you. Uh, so, Jeannie makes an offhand comment about Trevor being handsome. And uh, Noah gets a little jealous of this, which is silly. And then Noah asks Jeannie how... Oh, I didn't. 
I did not finish that sentence, so I don't remember what he <laughs> asked her. <laughs> All right, good he notes. He was probably making comment about Lindsay Lohan not aging well. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. All right, so then that's the end of episode six. In the beginning of episode seven, we get to the deliberations, and the deliberations are drawn out. Uh, initially, half of the people think he's liable. Trevor is liable for the accident, and half the people don't. Inez is very persuaded by the clothes and appearance of Jacqui. She she wants to give Jacqui the win because right. Jacqui is very put, put together. together. Yeah, <laughs> and Pat says that the owner is responsible for the conditions of the factory. And uh, we finally get the information that the blood alcohol content is 0.011. So it's a very low and the results come in during deliberation. So they haven't had this information the entire time. So now we know that Trevor was not drunk when he got to work. Right. And according to him, these barrels of chemicals were right near his station and that's the fumes from the chemicals that it made him pass out yeah and it's interesting because they build that up but then yes. in the court he's not allowed to actually say that because right. he gets struck but then it goes back to the field trip episode where they'd kind of saw all that stuff up in that upper mannequin room when they were poking around. Right, and they so, saw the rings on the floor yeah. near the station to suggest that there had been some something sitting yeah, there right, on the exactly. floor. So how and there so how do they use that versus not use it? So, you know. So Ronald actually, because he's the four person, he gives a good rundown of the case and he votes not liable. Uh Jeannie wants a secret vote because she is annoyed that Noah only is voting the way that she is. <laughs> so we, there's already uh, tension in paradise or, or uh, what's that saying? Trouble in paradise. Trouble in paradise. Sorry. Thank you. The honeymoon is over. Already. <laughs> so uh, the second vote comes out 11 to 1. Not vi liable versus liable. So now they only have one holdout. It has to be unanimous. So Ross asks for a 30-minute break, and everyone knows that Ross is the holdout. And uh, Ross, finally, Ronald goes and talks to Ross, and Ross admits that he doesn't want to go home, that he's enjoyed this time away. <laughs> right, they're, they're just, but he wants to be friends with everybody. He's enjoyed getting to know everybody, he, his trouble at home hasn't been as prominent since he's had some so much more to do and he's not at home and so uh ronald finally kind of talks them up and and says hey you know we can't just i i realize that that's how you are feeling right now but we can't just hold this out and hold yeah. everybody else out because things aren't great you know he's like we'll all still be friends yeah so they vote again and I promise you that I thought yeah, they were... Yeah, I, I thought the exact same thing. I thought they're going to have it hung up one more time. I thought it was going to be hung up one more time. And it did not. They and ended up coming out unanimous, not liable. So, while they're leaving to go read the verdict, James Marsden admits that he called the paps earlier in the, in the show 
that is the reason why they all got sequestered. He admits it to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not happy with him. But then they go and they read the verdict. And then the judge turns to Ronald and reveals to Ronald that this is not a real court case. And then the episode ends. Yeah. So we get into the last episode, episode eight, and the judge again tells him that um, that this was his last case, but it was also his first, first case, case because he, he's not a real judge. Yeah, and they bring him up to sit in the witness stand, which is kind of odd because you don't usually do that, do that to, to a poor person. To the yeah. poor person, so. Yeah, so he's sitting there with this sort of stunned look. Yes. And like, what? And the judge tells him that the only thing about the case, about this whole week, or it's been, we find out it's been more than a week, is that uh, the only thing that was real was was Ronald. Yes. So uh, he reveals that, we get the reveal that Ken's game was made up. We, uh, they would go back and recount all the things that he did that was good throughout the whole time that they had there. Yes. The fact that he spearheaded the, kind of, the, making sure that the trial was a good and just outcome. Uh, actually looking deeper into it and not just... Well, even accepting the four-person role, right? Because he didn't even really want to do that. Uh, Yes. And everything he did between Ken and then, you know, never writing out James for the things that James did. Like stopping up the toilet. And calling the paps (laughs) on himself. (laughs) And uh, because there was an earlier comment that... Apparently, Ronald knew that James called the yeah. paps, and he never told anybody else. What's pa- the paparazzi? Yeah, paparazzi. I just shortened it to paps. Oh, sorry. You don't know the, the shorthand for paparazzi? No, man, we can't all be schooled here. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, he goes through, and you know, his acceptingness of Todd and trying to, you know, be friends with Todd and... And make Todd feel good about himself, refusing Ken's money, uh, all all the things that he did. Yeah, he's pretty much a good guy throughout the thing. So they call him a hero, and they give him a hundred thousand dollars. And then Mike had a and Mike and I had a discussion about whether or not the rest of the people who worked on the crew that week also got were paid a hundred thousand. I have looked. I have not been able to find out how much they were actually paid. I don't paid. think they were paid. $100,000. I don't know. I, I'm going to keep looking because I'm very curious. Now, obviously, I think James Marsden probably. Oh well, yeah, because got, he's the star. Was the star, so he probably got paid well. But I'd be very curious in proportion to Ron what everybody else kind of got is uh, is. Is payment I for their, think for their anyone, job. I don't think any of the other actors got paid near a hundred thousand. Really? You yeah. think they just did it for the exposure? They're all have to be tiny, 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 not well, I'm not saying not experienced, but not big actors. Yeah, yeah. Because right. that the role that they're playing, they have to be unrecognizable. Yeah. Okay. On top of that, you know that actors do not get paid that well. They're struggling actors is a is a trope for a reason. These mm. people don't get paid a hundred grand a year, let alone a hundred grand for what is seventeen days of work. 
So that's we find out that's 17 days. Yeah, I'd be curious what they made doing it. Because you know they're probably definitely more popular now. I'll be curious to see where they pop up if they pop up in yeah. more other shows and Especially things. with the popularity of the show, yeah. I think that they will find other work. And I think um, your standouts will definitely also because like think about Todd was kind of one of the standout actors to act yeah. as awkward and weird as he did and you know. Even Noah and Jeannie were kinda you may not like them, but they played the characters well. Fine. Uh, so they're showing the camera, they're showing him around where all the extra cameras were and all the rooms. They're telling him how they orchestrated certain things in this episode. Um, he's acting the actors about what their real names are and, uh, what their real personalities are like. And And we find out that Heidi was Noah's and I'm putting Noah in quotes because Noah's real name is not Noah, but that Heidi, it was his and is his real girlfriend and they're still together the phone call about the breakup and all that was all part of it so yeah and i guess his character was way different todd's character was way different in person yeah and then uh ken's character was a was a lot different oh yes so ken in the show is someone who speaks incredibly slowly because we're supposed to understand that Ken speaks English, but not really is his well. first right, language. Right, he's Korean. And, and so he's a, the, the idea of him speaking as slowly as he does is because he's thinking about his words before he says them. Yeah. And so it takes him an incredibly long time to talk. But in real life, he's not like that at all. No. <laughs> And they make a joke about how slow he had to talk for his character. Yeah, he said it was, it was, it was, you know, it was a little bit different, difficult. Yeah. So it was, it was really funny because, because the care, the other characters were like, wow, it was really difficult to be in scenes. And then it and turns he out, said it was difficult for me too. And then, yeah, it turns out he was listening to like some engineer or something from UCLA oh, that yeah, just does something. acting for fun on yeah. the side. So it, yeah, just, just, just completely like for him and probably Todd and Noah and Gene, it's like. A very different than what they sort of busted out on the show. And I imagine even Ross to a certain degree. And then we see the scene where Marson had actually come back with the second cake um, that was cut. But he came back with the second cake that said, it's a girl. (laughs) Which made me laugh. So it made me think, why did they cut that scene? But whatever. Uh, They... I think Todd said he thought that the chair pants seemed like really like reality. Oh no, Ronald said the chair pants is one of those points where he felt like this is really reality TV. Like, what is this? This this cannot be real. Yeah. Uh, They were in court for 17 days. The lawyers were real lawyers. Um, The judge was a former lawyer. So you had three lawyers that were actually in the courtroom. And the defense lawyer was an actual actor also. So he yes. quit. He was an attorney for a few years and then quit to pursue acting. Right. So, yeah, it's 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 interesting. the Because uh, they said they had a lot of actual court that was just boring and regular. Yeah. They kind of cut it down for the, for the show. For the show. They had one day of court that was canceled for COVID. But it wasn't for COVID. It was because they needed to re, uh, re kind of tool some things. They had to come back well, together. Well, they were getting ready for the field trip scene where they were going. Right. So they were kind of rehearsing and yes, getting everything ready for that. And, and all that. And 
so while production was working on details, the cast was waiting on. Oh, sorry. That was they. They were the the. It was the day of court was canceled for COVID because they were the production was working on details for the scene yeah. that we talked about. Uh, they also were rotating people in and out of the hotel to make sure that Ronald didn't realize that everybody was gone except for him. Because if everybody was supposed to be at the hotel for COVID, because there was a COVID scare, then it would look weird if Ronald went to go find somebody and they weren't there. Right. So they had them rotating in and out to to keep him on his toes. And then uh, the cast revealed that they had to wait for Ronald to order a drink at Margaritaville before they could order drinks. And they were all allowed one real drink and then the rest of the drinks were fake. For them, not for Ronald. Yeah, which I didn't. I didn't quite understand that. I understand not getting too drunk when you're trying to. Yeah, do a I job. meant, but why you had to wait on him to order one? I don't know either, and I'm trying to think if that was just because they wanted to set the tone. If Ronald didn't order a drink, they felt like maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Uh, but it was just one of those things. So they were pressing him constantly to order the drink first. Um, Ronald also kept a journal throughout the time that they were at, they were doing this. So, uh, he thought he was keeping a real journal about (laughs) what was going on during his journey. Not so much. And, uh, then the post reveal dinner with everyone, uh, James Marsden came to the post reveal dinner as well. So everybody was there and they talked and apparently they all still keep in touch and, then at the very end, you see Ronald realize that this was not real jury duty, so he may still be called for jury <laughs> duty. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting. I I guess the hundred grand makes it go down better. I mean, I still and still in a certain sense, I feel like he's sort of the uh, fall guy here for the joke. You just you wonder how how that would make him feel. I don't think he's the butt of the joke. We you and I differ on this. I think. Uh, Todd was the butt of the joke many times. You know, I think there's many other things going on that where people are the butt of the joke. I don't think he's the butt of the joke. Yeah. So you don't think there would be any feelings about about being tricked for this whole thing? Like, it's just... I wouldn't for me. You'd be just like, haha, it's cool? Yeah. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, I'd just, I'd, I'd be curious if you were sitting down to chatting with them and be like, hey, does it bother you at all that everybody was just sort of I think that's a pranking this on you? <laughs> that may, it may be, but I'd be curious for him if it bothered him at all. You know, because you put He forth, doesn't seem like it bothered no, him. No, no, but I mean, you got to be, well, you got to be a good sport about it at that point. I mean, and, and, you know, you're getting paid, so it's, you know, that takes some of this thing out of it. But, you know, you're putting forth all this work, really worrying about this guy's future and the company and the court case. And then, you know, all of a sudden you find out that it's just, you know, all these people, too, you thought you knew that were supposed to kind of be friends with you. It's all kind of just actors. Yeah, it's, but it's for a show. Like, to me, there's no, nobody's harmed in this. Nobody's reputation is harmed. Nobody... Nothing is harmed in this yeah, show. No, I did it. And you realize that it's done for a specific reason. I can't imagine being upset about it. Well, I, I wouldn't even say upset because obviously I don't think he's upset, upset. But I just wonder if there's not a little piece of his mind that went like, 
gosh, you know, they, they, they really had me going for a whole week. I can't believe I kind of fell for some of this. So, well, I'm sure there's some of that, but the way you were talking, you made it sound like you thought that he would be mad or upset or whatever. And I just, I, that I would be like, this is funny. This is great. Yeah, well, I mean... I mean, you're talking about people, paid actors. I mean, like, how, how bad could you feel about a whole production crew that's set up to revolve around you and a bunch of paid actors who are set up to revolve around you? I, I Like, know. I couldn't be upset about that. I don't know. I just, I, I'd be, be curious how he felt about Actually, it. I would be kind of, I, I think I would feel more weird about the fact that everything revolved around me and everything. I think that would make me feel kind of self-conscious more than anything. Yeah. Not like upset, but I would be all this for me. It would freak me out a little bit. Just that aspect of it. And especially because like, I'd be thinking about how did they choose me? Like, how did they choose Ronald? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many questions. Well, they talked about this in the last episode that I wish that they had addressed throughout the series that I think would have served the show better. Well, I think it was an ad. It was some type of ad where they wanted to do this for jury duty. And then instead of it being like a selection person for the court, it was a casting agent that they had. And they did a series of interviews with him and, and a lot of different people. And every time he just They put of, an ad for somebody wanting to do jury duty. But it was a documentary for the jury duty. Oh. They had to agree to do both. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that and, makes and, and so it was sort of a, you know, that way he knew that because they had to explain all the cameras and stuff somehow. Yeah. So, you know, that way it wouldn't be completely off kilter. Yeah. Well, I still think that the show, because my favorite episode of the entire thing was the last episode. So I really do think the show could have benefited so much more of the style of you being everybody else being in on it the entire time seeing all the behind the scenes stuff the entire time not just waiting for the last episode yeah i kind of agree with that but no i i I agree but then you know again then then you're getting into more of like a practical joke show instead of it being like uh what what they were this i again i don't know quite how to define it because it's not quite sitcom it's not quite reality tv um I mean, I I guess I get that, and I understand that they wanted you to see. I guess for, they, yeah, they it seemed, felt me, like they wanted to present it like a sitcom, or they wanted to present it like a reality TV show. So to me, it seemed more like they wanted to build a hero. Like that's what the whole thing is. Everything is engineered. Now, granted, Ronald has the final say because Ronald has no idea what's going on and, and as far as what his choices are to whether to be nice to somebody or not to, to, you know, but they specifically picked him presumably because they thought that he would be this person. So it's, they almost just built the entire show up just so they could have a hero yeah. at the end. Yeah. Right. But to, and so like. I get what they were doing. If they were wanting him to be a hero in the end, for you to see him as a hero, that's how they had to do the show as far as not letting you see the behind the scenes stuff. I So I could see how that it would be an argument for that aspect of it. But on the flip side of that, I'm not sure that the way that they set it up still was the best way. To have these alternate storylines that are running behind the scenes that we get to see as a sitcom is not, I don't feel like it served 
I don't feel like it served because it almost wants to pull you out of the idea that you're in a reality TV show. And so I, I just didn't like it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how else to explain it because there's some suspension of belief that happens when you watch a sitcom that people don't really act. Like, when you watch The Office and you watch Michael Scott, yes, he can remind you of a, a, a weird boss that you've had before. But you have to have some suspension of belief to believe that Michael's kids would, you know, would have really happened. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's some suspension of belief that you have to have in a sitcom that you don't have in reality TV because it's reality. So there's no suspension of belief. You are there specifically because it is real people doing real things. I just don't think well, that I they don't mesh well together. How real is reality with real people doing real things these days, though? I mean, so much of that is scripted. Well, if you watch the things that I watch, which is <laughs> baking shows. Okay. You don't think they're scripted at all? I mean, they script like the, like, okay, so if you're watching Spring Baking Championship with Duff Goldberg and Jesse Palmer as the host, yes, of course, Jesse Palmer has scripted stuff. But yeah. do I think that the, the contestants are scripted? Absolutely not. Okay. And also, the thing that I love about shows like that are that there's no drama, there's no. Because in these other reality TV shows where you follow these characters and they have to like put on a show for you every year, nobody's life is that interesting for a reality TV show all of the time. So they are making up these storylines to give to you that are not real. So that's, and, and that's why I say, so in, in the in the element of that, the right, show kind of that. That's why I don't watch shows like that, because yeah. I don't enjoy things like that. Yeah. I don't enjoy a Keeping Up with the Kardashians or a Real Housewives of New York. I, that's not my speed. I do enjoy watching people get on shows and bake and do contests where they bake. Because... Most of the time, they're pretty nice to each other, and then I get to look at yummy food. I think when you say reality television, though, I I, I don't think baking is the the baking championships is the first thing that pops in people's brains. I realize that's not what pops into everybody else's brains. <laughs> right. But that's what pops into my brain. Uh, we're, yes. That's my speed of reality TV. Yes. <laughs> but for most people, and that's why I say I think the scripted storylines kind of follow how they do things with most reality. What would people would think of as traditional reality TV shows with it, but yeah, I, it was it was you know like I said, it, it to, to me it was the pacing was just off on it. It was just it was hard to get into. Yeah, and I agree. It was the, a little bit slow. The first episode in particular just dragged. Yeah. It was so slow. Yeah. And I do I do my favorite episode was the last episode. So it was a little bit difficult to see that all that behind the scenes stuff could have been done the entire time. Um, I think that they could have still made I think they could have still made Ronald the hero, built him up to the person he was, but still given you the comedy of errors that happens when you're trying to make a production around somebody who doesn't know that it's happening. Yeah, again, I, I, I don't know. 
it's interesting to see. I'd be curious to talk to him and find out what is to get more behind the scenes on that. You know, it'd be. It, I think they could have done that. You know, really. But how open would he be for the show, and how would they even include it if he did have any negative? Maybe he did say some negative things and they cut it. You never know. That's true. I mean, I just yeah. I I, I guess for me, it's just it's a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think the pacing of it's just off for me. The real question here is. Do they make a jury duty season two? Probably not. Exactly. That's how I feel about it. You can't, you can't do a fake jury again and get away with it. And I then know. if you don't do a fake jury, then why would you call it jury duty? I don't know, but I probably wouldn't want to watch another one anyway. No. <laughs> no. I, probably, I agree. I probably just kind of skipped that. I'm not sure. Like I said, you know. I mean, I guess it's possible in another city with another celebrity, you could maybe get away with it one more time. But I don't know. I think that's still. And, and I, I, again, I, I wonder sometimes if he didn't really know. Like, they may, like, you know, maybe I, I'm going to wax a little conspiratorial here, but maybe he actually knew more than he let on with it. You know, maybe he wasn't just fully this naive gullible and had no idea what was happening. You know, maybe there was more to it. You know, so maybe it'll come out like two years from now that, hey, he actually was kind of in on it too for some of the stuff. And I don't know, maybe not. I could be wrong about that. But, I don't think so. But it, it's just... To your point, that's a, that's an awful lot of suspension of this, awful lot of weird stuff, awful lot of stuff that just didn't seem normal. I so I don't know, you know. It's uh, I'll be curious as, as more details come out. Uh, so I guess for me, I'm curious about three things. Did he know more than he let on? How much? I it, I really wish I knew where to find out how much the breakdown of pay, how much people got paid for it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, again, I. I I'm kind of with you. I don't, I don't, that would be really hard to duplicate because you just don't know how people are going to react in those situations. Again, to your point, he was a good sport about this, but you could get somebody that's not a good sport about it too. When they say, hey, this is all, you know, all fake, you could get somebody that's kind of, you know, they could kind of ticked off about it. So I don't know. It's, but again, um, I think that's why they screened them to begin with. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it is. But again, you. And what if you, I mean, they've got cameras on them 24 7 almost, not. Quite, but they have cameras on him constantly. If they saw him doing something that yeah. they, where like they screened him and he passed screening, but then he started doing weird things on camera that they were like, "What?" And, you know. <laughs> well, and again, that's that's sort of what I'm saying. All this stuff has been secretly taped by. Of but him. they they could have just pulled it. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean like, maybe he did. Maybe they just don't. You know, maybe they have backlogs of episodes for other guys that they screened for this, and then they ended up started doing know. weird things, and they just pulled the plug on. I don't know. It's possible. I, yeah. So see, I'm, I'm, that's, and I wonder that too. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's almost, it almost felt like a, a giant prank show where it's like, Oh, Hey, by the way, this isn't real. So I don't know. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't watch it anymore anyway. Unless it was just a train wreck. I'd probably watch the train wreck. Which, I think that see, might be more fun than, the, I, I than Ronald just being a good guy. I'd like to see the guy that goes nuts. That might be entertaining. <laughs> for you. That's not my kind of entertainment. Oh, I would I would. But love you also that. know that I am not a Jersey Shore person because I said from day one that those people are dummies oh, and they're yeah. gonna well, they're going to influence people to think that it's okay to act like complete dummies all well, the time. Well you don't you don't you also don't like uh, what's I the, like propriety, sorry. Yes. Yeah, and you you don't you also don't like 
awkward, tense. What was the type of humor? Like a like a neurotic. Yes. Yeah. You had you don't like the neurotic comedy, whereas I I love awkward situation. I I, I think that's no. You're hilarious. right. I, neurotic TV <laughs> makes my skin crawl. Yeah. I I feel most of the time when I watch something. I mean, obviously not like a baking show, even though I'd love to be on a baking show. I'm not a good baker. I mean, I'm an okay baker, but I'm not like that kind of baker. But um, most of the time, I don't know if you do this. Maybe it's just a me thing. I kind of put myself into like the the character. I like I put myself in that character's shoes and think about what I would do in the same situation. So when they get in these situations that are extremely awkward, my skin crawls because I feel like I'm in this awkward situation <laughs> and I do not like. Um, I, no, I don't think I go that deep, but I don't even mind awkward situations. In real I think life. that's also why I cry more at movies and stuff. Probably so. Is because I. And mentally there. I am, <laughs> I am with the character, you know? Yeah, I can see that. It's also why I don't do well with um, anti-hero type movies or, or media. And I don't do well with things that are too splicey. Because if you're jumping around too much, it's, it's, it's too much. You can't really get into the mindset and, and, and the emotions of another character if you're bouncing around too much. Yeah, I can see that. All right. Well, that concludes Jury Duty 2023. Uh, We encourage you to go make some popcorn.